0: hey everybody you're listening to esther and jeff this is episode 30 hello
1: hello audio and video listeners followers
0: people yeah
1: people hello people (laughs) we're we are on video for our second week in a row last week's video went up and thank you to everyone who watched it uh it was good we got we had a pretty good following for the first video i think so right
0: yeah, Maybe. surprisingly, a lot of people watched it. <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly,
1: a lot of people watched it. Yeah, You know, uh, we did have the one little cut in the middle, and I had to, like, jump cut the audio. Um, but hopefully it doesn't happen again this week. We'll find out. If it does, it does, but... Yeah,
0: whatever. Yeah. Um. So, this past weekend, we went to Toronto. We like, did. Like we said we would.
1: Yes, we did. We've been pretty good lately on doing things we said we've been doing. We will do.
0: Um. I don't... I guess I can't really think of another time that we've actually No, I mean gone just like
1: through. like I mean like when we're when we say we're going to meet somebody or when we say we're going to do something we've been doing it lately. Okay. Yes. Right. I think so. And small little thing, the uh, fish tank, we have the 40 gallon fish tank that we upgraded to. I've been doing weekly water changes instead of biweekly or three every 3 weeks or whatever.
0: So you're taking care of them as opposed to mild neglect. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> yes taking care of the new fish tank all the time and my water change day is also podcast day so when i come home from work i instantly go straight to the water change and then we set up for the podcast
0: yeah i think that it's
1: productive tuesday
0: i think that tuesdays are going to be the days that i feed the compost worms too we recently start or i recently started vermicomposting and they eat like half of their weight in food scraps a day So I think I'm just going to feed them weekly, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah,
1: pretty cool. Know. Some of the little wormies tried to escape in the beginning, but you got it down pat, right?
0: Yeah, well, eh, I don't know. One escape today. I don't know. It's a learning process. I'll figure it out.
1: <laughs> I don't think they know what they want either.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> the little worms, I don't know if they know.
0: They want, I don't know, more moist soil. It keeps drying out because, I don't know. We don't have to talk about it.
1: <laughs> no, I'm sure some people would be interested in the verma farming.
0: If you're interested, like, reach out and we'll, we'll have a chat about it. But otherwise, I don't think that maybe, it's super interesting. Maybe that's a good blog
1: post. Else. Verma frogging. Ver-
0: <laughs> verma frogging. Yeah. I, yes, I can definitely write something about it. That would be a better better outlet for it than this. Yeah,
1: and I think you should write about your plants, too. We have a lot of plants in the house now.
0: I, we just have a couple of plants that had a lot of babies so we have yeah so we have a lot of plants what,
1: if you had to guess what do you think like over 50
0: um yeah maybe yeah, over 50 there are like a few on the windowsills the ones that don't need as much light and then the ones that do need a lot of light they're under grow lights in the kitchen
1: yeah the kitchen has turned into a very organic place
0: inorganic yeah worms and plants worms <laughs> and plants yeah
1: the cat that's probably her favorite room she hangs out in the kitchen a lot sometimes she'll hang out there while we're hanging in the living room and i don't want her to like that
0: you you don't like that uh, yeah, yeah she I should hang out that. with
1: us or in the bedroom or something the kitchen's not comfortable so i don't understand why she's there
0: well it's cooler in the kitchen maybe she's warm oh
1: uh, maybe yes she's got
0: long fur um so saturday toronto
1: Oh, what we should tell people what we're drinking first. Just a quick side.
0: We already went over this. We're drinking the same thing that I was drinking last week.
1: <laughs> yeah, we haven't really gone out and... We haven't had a lot of alcohol in a while, so... We yeah. didn't go out and restock, so we both have Make Me Want to Stout by Big Ditch.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but I did try another local beer. Uh, a small batch beer from... Oh no, who made it?
0: Um, Flying Bison. Flying
1: Bison called Thundersnow. It was a double IPA. It was very hazy... Maybe it wasn't filtered as much. It was very good.
0: Yeah, it was really good. It was tasty. Like,
1: really good. Like, it, the label in the bottle kind of caught my eye because it looked like, you know those little bottles they used to sell that, like, looked like a little tornado, uh, tornado or, like, thunderstorm in the yeah. little bottle? Yeah. it kind of looked like that, and the beer's just sitting on the shelf, so I was like, oh, I gotta try this. Yeah,
0: it was good.
1: But it was actually tasty, too, on top of visually appealing.
0: Yeah, Flying Bison is not my favorite brewery in Buffalo. Um... I just feel like everything that I've had there has been mediocre, but that was like especially good.
1: Wow, that's good. Yeah, I like Flying Bison. They were actually they're like the true um, uh, small brewery from. They're the first small brewery from Buffalo. Oh, like they started in two thousand, so they're like ahead of all the brewery curves. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Very cool. Oh, there's two new breweries in Buffalo, and hopefully we'll get to try them. Uh, This this upcoming weekend, weekend, so we can kind of talk about them next podcast.
0: Yeah, we have friends visiting this weekend, so we're going to do a lot of Buffalo-centric activities that we can talk about next week.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Which is cool because we haven't done a lot in Buffalo lately just because it's been cold out and kind of, I don't know, we've been lazy and sick. We've been sick for a long time. Yeah, and, (laughs) you know,
1: there was the holidays and then being sick, and it was a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Toronto?
1: Yes. Uh, another side note.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'll just wait till you bring up Toronto. No, it's about Toronto. Oh, okay.
1: Uh, I did shoot a, a company video to this podcast uh, in Toronto. It's it's probably gonna be a quick one, like two minutes maybe, maybe three minutes. But I'm gonna put it up on the YouTube page later this week. I've already had it I've already primed it up into my computer and started editing a little bit yesterday. Uh, But it's not ready to go yet. It's a little... I got a lot of tinkering to go. I'm also very rusty with making YouTube videos. Yeah. So, like, I haven't made a video in over a year and a half. Yeah. In 2016 and 2017, I made a ton of videos.
0: Yeah. If you would like to see what this video is going to be, like, the same style of video, then Jeff has a bunch of stuff from, like, past trips that we've gone on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If if you're (laughs) just jumping in, like, the one I really suggest is... um, martin's fantasy island which i retitled fantasy island um because it changed its name so that one that one's like my most viewed video and i think it's we're having a lot of fun in that video
0: yeah Yeah. what's so funny it's very natural is somebody that i work with saw jeff's video and saw me in the video i was like is that your boyfriend at the time he was my boyfriend yeah (laughs) Isn't that so crazy? Yeah, that it is
1: pretty cool. Yeah, he was
0: just like looking for Martin's Fantasy Island, and Jeff's video popped up.
1: <laughs> yeah, so my two most successful videos uh, were about theme parks. We also did a theme park, uh, which I titled "American in Can- in Canada's Wonderland." That one was semi-successful. I like that video too, but it's a little more. Uh, it's, it's a little shorter because, you know, we were trying to enjoy the theme park. Martin's Fantasy Island is really small, so when you're trying to. Like just when you're trying to make a video, sometimes the more to do, the harder it is to make a video because you just get distracted with everything that you're doing in the day. But like Martin's Fanny's Island was small, but there was also, you know, like a, there were things to do. So it was like just enough things to where like we would do something, then we would like do video stuff, and then do something and do video stuff. When we went to Canada's Wonderland. It was like I did a lot of video stuff in the beginning. And then some in the middle, and then towards the end of the day, there was just... I didn't film a lot, because we were just trying to, like, do as much as we could, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And there were... In Martin's Famous Island, there's less people and less lines, so it's easier. I'm not super comfortable in public with the camera, so it's harder to film, like, just hold the camera in front of your face and talk when other people are around and looking. And in Canada's Wonderland, it's just there's people everywhere, so you're just gonna have to do it in front of other people, which is fine, and I did it you'll, if you watch the video, but martin's famous island like a lot of the things that we shot we kind of just cut away like there was a lot of open areas or like picnic tables around the corner or just like open grass areas that you could walk in which is perfect for filming and that's like we also did a couple where we hiked like we did the devil's the devil's hole hike and we did letchworth state park those are perfect because you definitely get a chance to get away from people and uh, Oh, and then the other two videos that I really enjoy doing, which I think maybe are my best, are the two sports-related ones. We did a Buffalo Bisons video. And also, that's when I had my giant mustache. Yeah. And uh, a Rochester Rhinos video, which is cool because it's like one of the only videos on Ro- the Rochester Rhinos before they kind of disappeared. So, I definitely check those out. I'm trying to get back into YouTube, which is nice. And this podcast was like the catalyst last week just shooting the podcast kind of gave me the urge to want to film more
0: yeah that's good
1: you got anything to say or you just gonna let me go
0: just watch his videos
1: (laughs) (laughs) jeffrey sears on youtube i've already linked the the past video uh on the facebook page and esther did on instagram Mm -hmm. so it's super easy to find him and then just subscribe and you'll see the videos as soon as they come up
0: are you ready to talk about what we did this weekend nope
1: I'm done. You can take the podcast over. I'm just going to sip my beer.
0: Well, so Saturday, we were going to wake up early and drive up to Burlington and then go to Toronto, but we were kind of slow moving, and we stopped and got lunch at Red Hive, which is um, a co what's it called? When the workers own the company.
1: A co-op. Cooperative.
0: A (laughs) co it's it's a cooperative i don't know the the workers own the company Mm -hmm. um and it's a really good bakery for a while
1: it was all female workers too Mm -hmm. now i think they have a couple males that work there now but but for a while they were like every worker worked their own the company and they were all female it's kind of a big deal
0: yeah so they make really good sandwiches good bagels good bread um so we got that for lunch which was cool because we haven't eaten there in a long time or
1: breakfast i don't know what do you call 11 or ten forty five a.m
0: i think it's brunch between breakfast and lunch
1: yeah <laughs> but we didn't really eat brunch food so
0: <clears throat> i think brunch food is just breakfast food anyway so we got sandwiches there or bagel sandwiches there and we started driving towards the border but we realized we had no cash for the toll, so I had to count out change <laughs> to pay yeah, for the toll.
1: Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, when you cross the border, you have to pay one way. So like going in, you don't have to pay going in and coming back. It's just going into Canada you have to pay, and it's like three seventy five U.S. or four seventy five Canadian. And we're like, oh, we don't have any cash or anything. But luckily, I had some coins in my car. And I had those gold dollar coins that vending machines give you. I had three of those, (laughs) which was perfect, right? Yeah,
0: it was great. (coughs) So we pay the toll after scrounging some change. And, like, seriously, five seconds into Canada, Jeff's oil light turns on.
1: It's like my car, I looked at the oil pressure. It was like, (sighs) it's like all the oil just dumped out of my car. It felt like I pushed a button and all the oil was gone.
0: So that was super annoying. So we had to stop at a gas station, or a petrol station, and buy some oil. gas stations in Canada. It's called petrol, though, isn't it? That's England. The camera just turned off.
1: England is (coughs) petrol. So audio people, the camera turned off. Esther's going to go turn it back on. Uh, But yeah, so my oil just falls out. And of course, I kind of panic, and I'm really annoyed. But there's an exit like... 20 feet after the border crossing exit one and there's just a lonely gas station next to a deserted building hello video guys we're back (laughs) so um you didn't miss anything it was only a couple seconds so we pull in I go into the gas station it's a weird gas station there's just one guy in there and Esther's reading the car manual and everything we buy I bought a can of oil not a can like a little plastic jug of oil and we put it in the car they didn't have a funnel, and Esther carefully poured it. She's got yeah. better hands than me.
0: Yeah. I'm just more coordinated in
1: yeah. general. <laughs> so it, it, Right, yeah. So we put the whole oil can in because all my oil was gone. Checked the dipstick, and there was, like, nothing left. It
0: wasn't all gone. Yeah, it
1: was very close to being gone, though.
0: Yeah, It was low. So we It was surprising. So we put oil in his car, get back on the road, drive for, like, five minutes, and then his tire pressure light turns on. Mind <laughs> you,
1: my car... Rarely has a lot of problems. Most of the time, it's good. Like we drove to Wyoming and Colorado, nothing, nothing. Yeah. And I, my car never really has issues. I had an oil change in November, so I'm thinking like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. Uh So we put the oil in. Then the car ran fine. Then the tire pressure light came on. But the funny thing is, it went off on its own. And the last time we were in Canada, the tire pressure light came on. I think it has something to do with the road. I think the road is just really unsmooth, or like there's an elevation change with the bridge. And my tires are maybe a little low, and then, like, the pressure, like, goes off. Yeah. Or my car is like, we're in Canada. I don't want to be in Canada. Let's go back. (laughs) That's what it felt like.
0: That, That is what it felt like. The
1: car was like, no, I don't want to go anywhere.
0: Yeah. And so it's already getting pretty late in the afternoon. Um, we get to Burlington and like right before we get there, it starts snowing. <laughs> By the way, it,
1: our phone said like 0% chance of snow in Toronto, 0% chance of snow in Buffalo. But in the corner of Lake Ontario in Hamilton in a small five mile radius, it's snowing and it's snowing a lot. And on top of that, the Canadians have put no salt on the ground. Th- see, this is amazing. When we, when I went to Pittsburgh and I had a problem in the snowstorm in Pittsburgh, which I alluded to in a previous podcast. They had a problem with salt and plows. Canada has a problem with salt and plows. When you're in Buffalo, the winter is bad and the ice can sneak and creep up on you. But the plows are good. There's always salt on the ground. There's always plows going around. Every time it snows, there's a million plows going around. There's the big plows, the state plows. There's the county plows. There's the little tiny, like, guy who owns a truck plows. They're everywhere, you know? Mm -hmm. And they're always plowing. Half an inch of snow, plowing. Two feet of snow, plowing, you know? Salting for an ice storm, upcoming ice. They're doing it. But I felt like Canada wasn't prepared, which is out, outlandish. Like They get snow just as much as we do. Or at least I assume they do. So why weren't they ready to go?
0: Yeah, and it was weird because there was like an inch of snow on the ground, but there, we could like get no traction.
1: And it wasn't just my trailblazer. It was, it was every everybody. car. There's a brand new BMW in front of me because there's a lot of uh, money in that part of Canada. And he was struggling too. Couldn't barely get through the light. i just like a little bit of salt on the roads there would have been no problem just a little tiny bit one truck that passed through with salt and none of us would have had issues but they were just not prepared in canada
0: yeah
1: which blew my mind that the canadians were prepared i totally understand it in the south where it just doesn't snow enough for it to be logical to have salt trucks but hamilton or burlington canada what are you doing like shame, right?
0: I guess yeah. It was just, it was just really annoying, and we were already running later than we wanted to. An um, hour
1: trip turned into almost two hours.
0: Yeah, so the go train runs every thirty minutes. Yep. So we were really trying to catch <coughs> one like a specific train. We knew that we weren't going to catch it, but then like. We were going. We were really shooting for, like, the one that was leaving an hour after that. And we ended up getting to the train station, like, at exactly the right time.
1: Like, so perfect. We went up to the machine. I punched the stuff in the machine. There was another guy with us. He kind of jogged to the train. So we kind of jogged over to the train. Because this train station in Burlington, you have to go underground through a tunnel and then come up to the train tracks. So we kind of do that. We get up, and I look over to the right, and the train's coming in. Just enough time for me to whip the camera out and get a shot of the train pulling in and then we just walk onto the train yeah it was perfect which is funny because the last time i took the go train with my brother two trains just never showed up we waited an hour (laughs) and all the people at the station seemed like yeah this is normal but this time it worked out perfect the go train was perfect right and it was in fact i think it got to union station like two minutes ahead of time i i think it was ahead of schedule which is weird right
0: yeah, it's just so funny because we had all this like bad luck driving up there, and then like the second we're there, it's like we're right on time, like perfect timing. Yeah. So that was really lucky.
1: I and lo- by the way, the go train in Canada is a commuter train for people who don't know. It's not like a subway. It's a little bit bigger than a subway. It's a double decker train. Um, it costs you know a little bit of money. I think it was like thirty U.S. dollars for me and Esther round trip. So not too bad. So a single person, $15 for a day is pretty good, uh, especially the distance we're going. We're mm. going like 60 miles maybe on the train. Or, or excuse me, maybe a little less, maybe like 40 miles, but it takes like an hour. It does take an hour, which is kind of a bummer, but uh, it takes you to directly to downtown Toronto. Yeah. In fact, when you get out of the train station at Union Station, which is beautiful, we'll talk about that in a little bit, it takes you up right next to the... The Rogers Center, where's where the Blue Jays play, and where the Maple Leafs and Raptors play, which used to be the Air Canada Center, but now it's something else. I think Scotia Arena, oh, Scotia
0: Bank, Scotia right? Bank.
1: Yeah, they they changed the name this year, so I don't I don't know, really know the new name. Which is good. So, like, if you're ever going to a game, or you're coming from anywhere, and you're going to Toronto, like it's perfect just yeah. takes you directly there.
0: It's really convenient.
1: Yeah, and the train's pretty clean, and people on the train are not rude or anything, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and every time we've gone, we've had our own space, like, we've never been, like, crammed in there or anything, Yeah, so. I, I
1: mean, I have before with, uh, with, with somebody, with we people? went after, like, a concert or something, oh. but it wasn't, like, even at its full capacity, there was still, like, room to breathe, we weren't, like, super yeah. stressed.
0: Yeah, I can see that. It's just really convenient and driving in Toronto is awful yeah or parking in Toronto is awful yeah Toronto
1: it's not terrible it's just like blown my streets um the traffic's flowing everyone knows where they're going you don't know where you're going all the cars are small your cars my car's big it's just not fun it's just not worth it and the parking is a lot like if you wanted to park downtown by right by that train station it's like 40 bucks for yeah. like half the day or 80 bucks for the day yeah so it's way more than the train.
0: Yeah, it's very expensive.
1: And the go train, free parking. In a garage, oh, yeah. which is nice. So when it was snowing, my car was in a garage.
0: Yeah. Um. So when we got to <coughs> Toronto, we kind of just booked it to the aquarium because it was really cold on Saturday.
1: Yeah, it was a high of like 21 Yeah. on Saturday. It wasn't super windy, but it was just cold. Just like straight cold.
0: Yeah, you, know, you don't really notice. Like when I say that... There's a big difference between 21 and 31 degrees. Like, it doesn't sound like there is, but there for sure is.
1: Yeah, yeah. 31 is like you can comfortably walk around. If you don't have gloves, it's not the end of the world. 21, you need those gloves. Yeah. And Esther was covering her face. For those of you watching on the video, you can see I have a giant beard right now, so it's not, like, affecting me as much, but it was cold.
0: Yeah. It was to the point where it was, like, hurting to breathe. So I had to, like, cover up my face with my scarf because it was just, like, the air was too cold.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of people walking around Toronto, though, which is cool, even in the winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, significantly less in the summertime. <laughs>
0: yeah. The
1: summertime was probably, like, three times as many people walking around with, the you know, foot traffic. But mm-hmm. there were still people walking around in the winter, which was cool.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, we went straight to the aquarium. And when we got to the aquarium, it felt a little chaotic right off the bat.
0: Yeah. It's... It's just because it's something to do, and it's right in the entertainment district, and it's inside, and so everybody who was, like, a tourist there wanted to be there, you know? I don't know. Aquariums, I like aquariums, but I don't like visiting aquariums, you know? They're always packed. They're always packed. (laughs) They're too expensive, and, like, I don't know. I just never feel like I enjoy myself as much as I should, because I really like fish, and I like looking at fish. Yeah. I don't know. So we walk in and it's mayhem. There are like people everywhere. We think that there are lines when there aren't lines. There was like a giant tour group.
1: And this tour group was just, they planted themselves (laughs) in the lobby. Everywhere. (laughs) It was very chaotic. So we went up and bought tickets. The tickets were a lot. They were $37 Canadian, which is what, like $28 US?
0: Something like that. And the aquarium
1: is not big. Yeah, we really thought small. it was bigger than it was.
0: It is a Ripley's Aquarium, though, so it's like a themed aquarium. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's that done really it, well. It, that makes it a little more expensive than if yeah. it were just an aquarium.
1: So we get in, and every exhibit, every tank you look at, there's like forty or fifty people crowding around the tank, screaming kids, casual Canadians, <laughs> tour groups—you name it—they were all there.
0: Yeah,
1: and some areas were fine. Um, in the beginning, we were just surrounded by tour groups and kids. We kind of broke away from that and got it, got ourselves into a our more mature area where it was like older families, you know, like teenagers and stuff, which was way nicer. Uh, the first section was like Canadian waters, so it had like. Canadian specific fish, which was very cool. I thought that was a nice touch for the aquarium. Yeah, a lot of those fish were kind of ugly and weird looking.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say they were lake fish though. But so they, they were. Pretty. But it was cool to see it. Like,
1: <laughs> I'm glad that was included in the aquarium.
0: Yeah,
1: there was a really cool kelp uh, exhibit. Uh, with a giant tank with a ton of fish and a lot of fish who are very attentive that followed you around and looked at you. There was like a fish that just looked at me and Esther and then we walked over and he walked over and I'm like, this fish is...
0: (laughs) The fish walked over.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he like scooted over. And um, yeah, so that was cool. And then we go down to the basement and there's a rainbow reef, which was very cool. It was very tropical. And I got awesome video of that. Like the fish are just everywhere going nuts. And I think maybe they were just fed or something because they were just going crazy. Mm -hmm. And then after that... You go into a tunnel, and it you don't know how long the tunnel is until you get in the tunnel. It's super long, yeah. which is cool. You get in the tunnel, and they have sharks and sea turtles and stingrays and mana rays. It is an awesome tank.
0: No manta ray.
1: Stingrays.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, awesome tank. Really cool. There's a moving walkway that's the slowest moving walkway on the planet.
0: Yeah. Like
1: <laughs> 0.5 miles an hour. Probably. Maybe. Probably <laughs> less than a mile an hour.
0: Yeah. It was really, really slow, but it was nice because we had yeah, we had our own section of tank to look at so we didn't have to like jostle anybody or like get like move in front of people because we were literally just standing there as the walkway was like slowly inching us along, staring at the tank
1: yeah,
0: so it was really cool
1: and the people around us were super nice, and we weren't surrounded by that tour group or little kids anymore, so it was it was good like it was really good mm-hmm. like that part of the aquarium was awesome, yeah, and the tank just the tube just kept going and going, mm-hmm. and uh, that was really, really fun.
0: It was cool. We saw they had like a couple of different species of shark there, so that was really neat. I don't know, sharks always really cool. Baby shark. <laughs> um, shark do, do 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 do. Um.
1: Grandpa shark doo 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 do. The camera stopped, do 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 talking to the audio people, do 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 why did it stop? I thought I'm doing something
0: wrong.
1: Esther, do 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 Like,
0: you know what I'm saying? Like,
1: so hey- audio, guys, the camera stopped again, we're gonna start it back up, the cat started talking, uh, <laughs> we are back on video. Okay, so, uh, hopefully we'll figure out this video issue in the future. Hopefully by next episode. I must
0: be doing something wrong. Yeah, we'll read we'll up
1: on the minutes. camera manual, but it, like <laughs> every 10 minutes, it it turns off on its own. So, anyway, the tank was awesome. Great time. Uh, after the tank, there was uh, just a regular, like, open-aired section with the cafeteria, and that was just so crowded. Um, there's some areas we could, like, touch a stingray and a baby shark and a uh, Whatever, we just bypass that really horseshoe quickly. Crabs. Horseshoe crabs, which I really like horseshoe crabs, but I don't really want to touch them. They're just a, they're just like a little bug in the water.
0: Yeah, I feel like all fish just kind of feel the same.
1: Mm-hmm. Like I have no urge to touch a fish. <laughs> I like looking at them. Like our goldfish, we have two happy go lucky black moors, and a lot of people touch their goldfish or hold their goldfish. You know and. I don't have any urge to do that, and I don't feel like our fish would want us to do it anyway.
0: I mean, the only time I put my hand in the tank and Olmstead responded, he was, like, nomming on my finger, and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, he's like,
1: <laughs> your finger looks like something I could eat.
0: <laughs> even though it's way bigger than me i'll just nom on it for a little bit yeah. i don't know i don't yeah i don't really feel a desire to touch fish either
1: right there was also a tank that was straight up a finding nemo tank it had only clownfish and only the blue dory fish
0: yeah i can't remember what those are called but oh yeah. my
1: and it was the most popular thing there were people on all sides taking pictures with it
0: there wasn't even anything in the tank like there was no theming it yeah was it was just clownfish just and the bluefish blue fish.
1: It was just so you could take a picture with it and be like, I met Nemo and Dory today. (laughs) I mean, I get it. The aquarium's got to do that. That's what little kids want to see. That's what Mm -hmm. the mom wants to take a picture with the little kid. But it felt a little cheesy. Like, way too cheesy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I just feel like regular zoos or regular aquariums just don't do garbage like that. But since it was a Ripley's Aquarium, since it was like a tourist aquarium, they did. You know, it's just like uh (laughs) they also had a section with an electric eel which was cool and um with a lot of weird things they had those giant trilobites is that the word trilobite yeah they're like giant dinosaur bugs that walk on the bottom of the water that i read only have to eat once every five years if necessary so crazy
0: yeah that is crazy
1: they also had a blacked out room that had those little fish that had the bioluminescence in their gills so you could see them, like, glow. Mm -hmm. They're essentially fireflies of the water. Mm -hmm. So that was really cool. There was one of those stupid punch machines, like, test your punching, and every dad that came up punched it so hard that it would make this katoosh sound, and everyone in the room would, like, turn around and look. And it's like, great, here comes another dad. You know he's going to do it. He's going to punch this stupid thing. so annoying.
0: It was yeah. just really loud. Yeah. We were just, like, trying to look at fish. Like, stop punching the machine.
1: It was, It was. you know, it was supposed to be, like, a little carnival exhibit. Mm-hmm. Also, they had some goldfish, like, a ton of goldfish, which was cool. We liked goldfish a lot. They had extremely old adult versions of the blackmore that we have that I got on video, and hopefully you'll see that in the YouTube video. I really liked that a lot. Uh and then we saw some piranha. Didn't get them on video. Piranha are ugly, and Esther said they looked like they didn't have teeth, even though they had teeth.
0: Well, it's like they I don't know. I their teeth must must be farther in their mouths or something because they just look like they were gumming <laughs> stuff. And it's yeah. like you're not scary at all. Yeah. <laughs> I was
1: like, if a little piranha tries to attack me, I'm just gonna pick it up and throw it.
0: But they don't just attack one at a time, you yeah. know? It's like a whole school of them. If you
1: try bite my butt, ooh, he's going down. <laughs> Um so after that there was what was the last exhibit? Um I don't
0: know what the last exhibit was but we saw jellyfish too.
1: The jellyfish room, Instagram room, every adult, every teenager was in love with this room. It yeah, was a glass-walled really cool. color-coded jellyfish room.
0: Yeah. Really it was cool. Really
1: neat. Esther put an Instagram picture up of me on it on the Instagrams and they're really cool.
0: Mhm.
1: It turned out really cool. It was like I If I had a half hour to myself in there, I'd get a lot of photos.
0: Yeah. What I thought was really cool that they had that I had not really seen at other aquariums was they had the, like, different life cycle... Like, the life cycle of a jellyfish. Yeah,
1: so they had baby jellyfish that you could barely see.
0: Yeah, so they had, like, the polyps and then, like, the actual, like, baby jellyfish and then, like, full-grown jellyfish. It was just really neat. I don't know. I think that is a very similar exhibit to the one that
1: i saw at the national aquarium which was also very cool in baltimore yeah yeah Yeah, the aquarium for what it was for the size of it did pack a punch like i felt like they did a good job yes there was the corny part in the middle with the cafeteria and the the nemo tank but the canadian waters tank the really long tube that's way longer than the one at sea world uh the shark encounter at sea world which is one of the coolest things ever by the way i'm not trying to discredit sea world um and the Rainbow Reef and the Jellyfish Exhibit, it, it was all really well done. For the size of the place, it was awesome. The price, too expensive. Yeah. And the amount of people they let in at one time, way too many. They need to work on crowd control. Yeah. But I guess that's not really their problem. They're no, just, they they're don't care. Concerned. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. A weird
1: to see a place way too successful.
0: I thought it was mediocre aquarium. I wouldn't necessarily say spend your money there.
1: No, I wouldn't suggest it either. See, that's the thing. Like, I thought for the size, it was good. But for the price and for the amount of people that are going to be there on any given day, not worth it.
0: I think that maybe I've just been, like, spoiled with aquariums, with, like, the Georgia Aquarium and, like, SeaWorld and all that. Yeah,
1: and the Baltimore Aquarium,
0: yeah. Yeah, it just, it was okay. Even, like, SeaLife, Life. The Sea Life Aquarium in, in Orlando, Orlando yeah. way better.
1: Yeah, so the Sea Life Aquarium is a, pretty much the same size, I would say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And way less stressful, way less people, cheaper, just as quality. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, After that,
1: we boogied down the road, like six blocks away, we got ramen. Cause there's,
0: because there is ramen
1: close. in Buffalo, but there's not a lot of ramen places. We haven't got a lot, so I figured... Well, I picked the aquarium, so Esther should get to pick a cool dinner place.
0: Yep, so we got ramen. It was good.
1: Yeah. Actually, the ramen place we went to was really cheap. Yeah. Yeah, for like 30 bucks, I had a beer, we both had ramen. And I had tea. And Esther had a tea. That's cheap. At least I think that's cheap.
0: Well, considering that. That's
1: with a tip. That was 30 bucks altogether.
0: Oh, thirty bucks American. Yeah, thirty oh, bucks okay.
1: U.S. Yeah, it was it, it was like forty four Canadian, which is like thirty bucks U.S.
0: Yeah, yeah, that wasn't bad. Um, the ramen was good. Yep. After that, we went to a bar called Worst.
1: Worst. It's in
0: Union Station. It's a, it's German. a German bar. Yeah. We got like an um, like a meat platter. Yeah, what are those called? Charcuterie. 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 Board. Sean Connery board. We got a
1: Sean Connery board.
0: With some pretzels and a couple of beers. It was really good. It was just... And meats. Just, like, really laid back. We wanted to go to a bar that was, like, just out. But since the... What is it? Since their hockey team?
1: The Maple the Maple Leafs were playing at the same time. We were actually in front of the stadium about 20 to 30 minutes before the game. So there was just people everywhere so every bar we walked by every restaurant we walked by was loaded with people it makes sense that was bad planning on my i i knew the maple leafs were playing but i didn't i didn't like consciously think that we're going to be in the same area as all these people going to the hockey game so what we had to do is we had to kill some time we played some pokemon go in the train station and waited until the hockey game started once the hockey game started everything was a ghost town union station in toronto is almost as good as grand central station in, in new york both amazing train stations both offer good food both offer awesome architecture and it's super clean and it feels a million times better than airport train travel i'm falling in love with slowly It's it's so awesome if trains were faster in the u.s if we had like the high speed trains like they would they would be so much better of a value and better of an experience than airplanes but the problem is the u.s is too big and airplanes are too fast so We're stuck in the airplane world. And airports are terrible. I haven't been to a good airport, really. I mean, there are some airports that try. The Buffalo Airport, the Baltimore Airport, they try. But they're just horrible. The experience is always horrible. Like, I never have a good time at an airport. But basically, every train station I've been to that hasn't been tiny, I've enjoyed. Yeah. Train stations are awesome. They're laid back. They have good food. It just feels way better.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree. And I mean, even like like obviously a bar and a train station was not the ideal place but like when we got there everything was great
1: yeah and this bar also has a standalone place in Toronto
0: mm-hmm. it's like a, ger- a mile down the road
1: yeah like a mile down the road so it's like a, it's a german bar it was cool that the toronto union station uh all the places in there were essentially local they had a food court that had like a mcdonald's in it and a tim hortons but the rest of the places were local there was a pierogi place there was a korean place there was um there was uh what uh like a uh, Middle Eastern food. They had in the train station there was a lot, and then on the second floor, not in the food court, there's a couple of different places. There was like a fried chicken place, uh there was like an Italian pasta place, and there was the worst place. Worst as in W V W R S T W U R S T Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like brought worst. <laughs> brought worst, yeah. Uh
1: it was good. German
0: was... sausages are the worst. Ha.
1: Um <laughs> Yeah, we got some <laughs> we got some local beer. I forget what mine was called.
0: Um, yeah,
1: I had a double IPA, and Esther had a, a Blondale. Blondale, they're both mm-hmm. pretty good. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mine came in a stupid glass. Here, here's my thing. I understand that beer purists think the glass matters. I don't. I don't care. I don't want to sip out of a stupid glass that looks like a wine glass when I'm drinking a beer.
0: Mm-hmm. Just
1: give it to me in a normal, bot like a normal glass. Esther had a normal glass. I didn't I have a normal that's glass. It's called a snifter. Yeah, and I think. A snifter, right? Exactly. Even the name's cheesy. <laughs> I think, like, when you get the beer, they should be like, do you want it in its native glass, or would you rather just have it in a pint glass? And I'll it's be like, pint glass. glass.
0: I'll have pint <laughs> glass every time. Yeah, I don't know. Like some people.
1: If, you don't know. When you order it, you don't know what goofy glass they're going to give yeah, you.
0: Yeah. It's because. Well, no, you should. Because if you knew anything about the glasses, then you would know what beers come in. But this I
1: don't is. know what place has what glasses. Yeah. Some places only have blank glasses, some places have a bunch of different glasses. You're right. This it's, place
0: had a bunch. You're right. It's dumb. Yeah. But, people who, <laughs> but people who are like super into that kind of thing really like it. They think <coughs> that it changes the way the beer tastes. Like people who think that. You have to, like, aerate your wine before yeah. you drink it. Like, stuff like that.
1: I'm all for convenience. I will drink a can wine. I will drink a bag wine. I will drink a canned beer, a bag beer. A beer served to me in a regular-ass cup, a McDonald's cup. I don't care. The beer is going to taste good or not. And I really don't think the vessel is that important. I think the vessel is, like, one of those things so they can upsell you on price.
0: No, I think it does. I think it does change the taste but i agree it doesn't matter to me
1: it's not important at all to me and i feel like <laughs> most americans and canadians probably don't care about the glass i feel like there's a certain amount of people who do and they're obviously this place that we went to is catering to a higher class of people which is yeah. fine yeah. like you're not really catering to me and esther um the video went out again
0: what is going on
1: anyway they're not really catering towards us and that's fine we still had a good time there Uh, after that, we jumped back on the train. Esther, we back up on video? Yes. All right, we're back on video. So, we jumped back on the train on the way home. Perfectly fine, right? Yeah. No problems. Uh, after we left Worst, the train was, like, five minutes away. So, we got on the train, no problems, went home. We had a beer or two at Worst, felt pretty good on the train. I listened to a podcast, Esther fell asleep trains are awesome I wish there was a train that left Buffalo that went to Toronto why not
0: they gotta make it happen yeah maybe soon
1: maybe someday it'll happen but it should it -hmm. really should I wanna take a train to Niagara Falls I'd go there more if there were a little train up that way you know Yeah. I wanna take the train elsewhere I know Esther took the train to Rochester maybe when we go to Rochester we'll take the train
0: oh
1: yeah we could do that yeah and it's like I know Amtrak's not the best but train service is good and I feel like I'm enjoying it more yeah. what you got?
0: Well, I think we should stop there because we've been talking for kind of a long time. So, if you have any questions for us, any suggestions, any criticism, uh, you can leave us comments yes. on our Facebook page, Esther and Jeff Podcast. Instagram. Or on Instagram, Esther and Jeff Podcast.
1: YouTube, Jeffrey Sears aunt
0: <laughs> If you are listening on Anchor, you can leave us a voicemail. Which we may or may not play. Yeah, we didn't play last time, but but in the future we might. Yep. Um, and you just go to like our page, and there should be an option to leave a voicemail. That's always really fun for us. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Check out the YouTube page later this week. I'm not going to promise a day, but towards the end of the week, maybe the weekend, there should be an accompanying video to these this Toronto podcast. <laughs>
0: And that's it. Anything else you have to add?
1: Nope. Next week we got some friends coming to town, so it's going to be a very local podcast. There probably won't be a video to accompany that one. But yeah, pretty laid back.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Will we
1: talk to them next week?
0: Yes, we will. Okay.
1: We'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs)